you're holding the Nefesh Achayim, the end of Perak Zayin. Once again, the topic is how the Torah protects the person, both in this world and the next. And he brings the Chazal, Nechel Amr Chazal, Perak Chelek, Chazal Snagmar Sanhedrin, on the Pasuk, Nefesh Amel Amel Eloi. The soul who, the person who works, literally she works for him. What does that mean? Slagmar explains that the person who works for learning Torah, then she, meaning the Torah, works for him too. Who amal v'makam zeh? V'atorah menus le v'makam echir. He works in the Torah here. He applies himself to learning Torah. The Torah works for him too. Rashi says, like about an amazing thing, Rashi says that just like a person wants to learn Torah and applies himself to learning Torah, the Torah wants to be learned. And therefore, as much as a person applies himself to learn the Torah, the Torah works so that the person should understand it. And how does the Torah work for a person? So he explains that the Torah basically davens on a person's behalf to Hashem. That Hashem should enlighten the person, explain the Torah to him, help him understand. And the Midrash Mishlei brings another Pasuk, on the Pasuk Chachmas, Nashim, Ban Sabesi. The Chachma women build their homes. And that's talking about the Torah. A person acquired wisdom in this world. That Torah, that wisdom, that knowledge will build him a house, not him above. And anyone who doesn't learn Torah won't have a house, not him above. That's the first quote he brings. The second is again in the Zayar, or B'Sisrei Torah, The Pasuk is talking literally about after the war that Abram waged against the four kings. So Abram was worried maybe he'd used up, used up his schosim in the nace that was done for him, the fact that he was saved. And Hashem tells him, don't worry, Abram. Your reward is still very great. But the way the Gezara explains the Apostle, not after these things, but rather after these words. Those are the words of Torah. Once a person has learned words of Torah, Hashem says, I'll be your shield. We call Zini Bishin the Gehenim. For all the punishments of Gehenim, Stroch Arbemot, you have a tremendous reward. Begin the command is titled by Raisa, by Alma, Zachi, by Achsin, Yerutas, Achsan, Teramadosi. Because anyone who applied themselves to learning Torah in this world, they merit the Yerusha of Torah in the world to come. And the last story he brings is in Vayakel. And the Zara says, begin the Kad Baranash Asik Bayraisa, when a person learns Torah, then Kudshibricho Koyim Tamon. A Kodesh Baruch is there. It saves a person from three different forms of punishment. Midin is the Hayalma from being punished in this world. Midin is the Malachamavis. And the punishment of the Malachamavis according to the power over him. Midin is the Gehinim. And from the punishment of Gehinim, and then he brings also an apostle in Shirashirim, in Tanchuma. It says, Al-Turki Chayrus, Chayrus. When it talks about the writing, inscribed in the Luchas, 
the word for inscribed in Hebrew is Chorus. It says, Read as Chorus is freedom. And this is what we saw in the Zara, which we mentioned the last show, we didn't have a chance to explain. That if a person learns Torah, they have complete freedom. Freedom from everything, freedom from the wrath, freedom from the Malachim you have to explain it. And same thing, the idea that it says in Malachim Avis, the Chayn Amr Bepeik Shani Damakis, in the second Perek of Makis, the Devay Torah called in Malachim Avis, it protects us from the Malachim Avis. The Gemara is talking about the story of David Amelech, that he was told he was dying in Shabbos, and as long as he was learning Torah, so the Malachim Avis couldn't kill him. Similarly, it says about Ravchista, that as long as he was able to learn Torah, the Malachim Avis couldn't kill him until it managed to distract him, and then when he was distracted and stopped learning, then he could die. And he brings another Zerah to the same thing. That it says, the person who is Torah is Chayrus for Al-Madain in this world, Chayrus for is free from everything, which means Chayrus the Malachim Avis, Leyochad, Shaltoralei, Vachiyavali, that's for sure the case. The Adma Vistavik, Bilal Adachayif, if Adma Rishon would have eaten from the Eitzachayim, which is the Torah, the Arai say, Lagari Moise Leyer Lekol Alma. He and the whole world wouldn't have died. Vagin Kach, Kadyoav Kotshubrichu, Arai Sli Yisrael. When Hashem gave the Torah to Kala Yisrael, so it says, Chorus Elalukas, they would have gone back to that stage of being free from the Malachim Avis. And that's what Hashem said to them. I considered you to be spiritual beings to the level that you wouldn't die. It doesn't just apply then. That's that evil snake which runs in the world can't have an effect on him. So to sum up, before we explain the points you've seen, number one, the fact that a person in Torah has freedom from the Malachim Aves, that he brought from the two Zayas, that we saw also last time, the Cheres, which is a complete Cheres, that the Malachim Aves can't affect the person. He applied that also to the fact that other Mauritian had eaten from the Eitzachim, which of course the Torah would have lived forever. That's one thing we saw. The second thing we saw was, we need to explain, was the fact that he brought from the Gemara that the Torah works on the person's behalf. And the last thing we saw is that Hashem tells the person in Torah that, so to speak, he's got tremendous reward. Which is waiting for him in Okay, let's start with the question. The idea we just mentioned, that if a person learns Torah, he has freedom from the from the Malachim Avis. How does it make sense? We've had many G'daylim from the time of the Nevi'im, Tanoim, Amaraim, all learn Torah, and everybody dies. So what freedom is there from the Malachim Avis? So there's really two different points being discussed. Let's also point out there at the end, he calls it the Chibya Bishan, the evil snake. What does he mean by that terminology? So number one was the person who hasn't yet been affected by the Ra. If a person hadn't been infiltrated, so to speak, hadn't had the Ra penetrate the person, then they, had they eaten at that, that stage learned Torah, then the Torah would have protected them, that the Ra would never be able to never be able to enter them. Had Adam eaten from the Eitz before he was Nikshal, 
before he ate from the Etzadas, then he would have been given that protection, so to speak, that the Ra would never have been able to conquer him. And that's a, that would have been the option of the Chayda Adam lost an opportunity, and he did eat from the Etzadas. And at that stage, the opportunity, so to speak, to overcome or withstand the ability of the Ra to ever affect him was lost. But there was a second opportunity presented to humanity also that was specifically to the Jewish people at the time of Matan Torah. And at that stage, Klai Yisrael would have not done anything wrong. They would have accepted the Torah. Then, once again, the Ra would never have been able to penetrate. They would have been able to enter into them. And even though they heard the ten Tiberis and Harsinai and they agreed to accept the Torah, the accepting of the Torah would have been when Moshe brought down the Luchas to the Jewish people. The Luchas which within, within with the writing of the Luchas incorporated everything in the Torah. But that never happened. Because before it got to the stage where Kaishal accepted the Luchas, there were Nechshal Azov. Obviously the Sultan used everything he could, that was his last chance. And he was successful. And because of that, Kaishal never got to the stage where they accepted the Torah at a stage when it would have been protected them from the Yetzirah entering into them. And therefore the opportunity that the Torah would be in the person and be the shield which would protect them from ever uh, from the Yetzirah ever entering him never happened. Those are the two opportunities that that, that, that could have been. Adam in Ganeden or Klai Yisrael in Ratan Torah and they had the opportunity to be a Bnei Elian Kulchem but after they sent the Chayin Adam to Muslim, just like Adam Arishan, they lost that opportunity. That's the, that would have been the opportunity for a person to have achieved that level, the opportunity of a person to have achieved that level of Shlemus, that they would have lived forever, they would have, the, the Ra would never be able to enter. And once again, they would have been with the Koyach of the Torah, which would have preceded the Koyach of the Ra going into the person. Once the Koyach has gone into a person, so now as you explained previously, now the fact that they're going to die is a part of the Tikkun. It's not just a punishment. Because as much as the Ra is in a person, if a person is going to live forever with the Ra inside them, they'll never come to a full Tikkun. And that's why after Adam ate from the Eitzadas, so now Kodesh Baruch doesn't want him to be from the Eitzachayim. Now that stage Hashem takes him out of Eden, so that he won't eat from the Eitzachayim and to live forever in that state because to remain forever in a state where he's affected by the wrath isn't, a, isn't a, the perfection a person can achieve. And therefore, in the state of post-Eitzadas, when the Ra already is in the person, like Ramchal explains in Derech Hashem, now the best option is going to be that at some stage there's going to be a separation of the Nisham of a person from the body which has been affected by the Ra. That's what we call Misa, that's what we call death. And after that, there'll be a concept of a person who deserves it being recreated without the Ra. And at that new stage of being recreated without the Ra, then there's a potential of a person to come to that Shlemus, which isn't going to be limited and isn't going to be held back because of the Chalik of the Ra within a person. So that's what would have been. What could have been, what would have been, without us doing a various had we accepted the Torah first, so then we would have had khairus, we would have had freedom from the Ra, from the Malachamavis, from the Satan, from anything which is connected to the world of evil. But that didn't happen. And now there was a second point as well. And the second point was 
that as long as a person is actively learning Torah, then he has protection. But this protection isn't something which is intrinsic. It's only while it's only while while the person is connected to Torah, and that still exists. So while the person is connected to Torah, Chazal tell us he has that chayrus, he has that freedom, and that while that at that stage, the connection to Torah prevents, so to speak, the Torah having any effect on the person. That's the second level. That's the second level. And therefore, like we see by David Amalek and others, when a person is actively learning, so the Koyach of the story still applies that while that's happening, the the, the Ra can't affect it. Something the Gemara says, that the time a person is learning, the Torah is magna or matzla, the Torah protects him from doing averis, from anything negative, because it might not be a constant step, but for sure while the person is learning, that still applies to him. But there's a third point as well. And that is, we said beforehand that once it's a nigzar on humanity that everybody is going to die and that's really a part of the tikkun of a person. He's not going to remain with his connection to Ra. There's going to be a stage where they separate and then can be perfected. There's something else to understand also. And that is, not every, not every concept of death is the same thing. And what does that mean? There's a difference between the death of a Tzadik and the death of a Rasha. And so different that even the Rasha Bilam could understand that. And the Rasha Bilam davened, even though it wasn't granted to him, but he asked that Thomas Nafshi Moshe Sharim, I also want to die the death of a Tzadik. He could see the value and the difference between them. And what's the difference between how a Tzadik dies and how a Rasha dies? So let's explain. We explained previously in the previous year that death means the separation of the connection between the, ne- the body, the nefesh, and the ruach. While a person's alive, they're all combined, and when a person dies, they separate. And we spoke last time that the difference is how they separate. By the tzaddik, his ruach attaches itself to the neshama, and the nefesh stays with the body until him. By the rasha, the ruach has no connection to the neshama and finds itself in limbo, not connected to the neshama, and also unable to reconnect to the body. So, the experience of Musa for a tzaddik is really a continuation of the principle that a tzaddik has been working on in his lifetime, which is to connect to the neshama. And as much as a person in his lifetime can try to connect to the neshama, there's a limit to how much he's able to do that, because it's still at the same time, he's still connected to his body. He's still connected to his nefesh. And like we saw by Matan Torah, that when Klai Yisrael, who weren't on the level, received Nebuah, the force or the power of the Ruchnias, which they wanted to connect to, was so strong that it drew them, it drew, the, so to speak, their soul from their body. Pasuk says about that in Shashirim. Nakshi Yatsabadabri. My soul went out when I heard Hashem speak. The connection between the neshama of the Klai Yisrael, more accurately we'll call it the ruch of Klai Yisrael, and the, the, the ability to hear Hashem, to connect to Hashem, was so powerful that then the souls left their bodies. They died. Now, what was the feeling of dying? It wasn't pain. It wasn't through suffering. It was through a feeling of intense connection to the condition. 
And that's the death of a tzaddik. What's called Mrs. Neshika. The level of closeness to Hashem, the level of closeness to Hashem, which we call, so to speak, Neshika, that there's an extra connection between the person and his Neshama, which is so strong that it overcomes, over, so to speak, the person's connection to his body. And if that's the case, the Neshama, so to speak, is pulled by that closeness to Shema. That's the Mr. Batayik. It's really the combination of what the Tariq did in this world. His entire life was connecting to Ruchnas, was connecting to Hashem. And now the final act of that connection is by being stra- drawn so strongly to that Kedusha that it causes the person to leave their body. It's a, so to speak, a moment of closeness. Whereas for a Russia, there's no connection and there's no, there's no uh, attachment to the Neshama which characterizes death. On the contrary, the Rosha would wish to stay in his body. That's where he identifies with, that's what his Nefesh and his Ruch have connected to. And if that's the case for the Rosha, the experience of death is extremely traumatic. It is being torn away from what he really feels a part of. And that comes with tremendous history. That's what we call the effect of the Chibya Bisha. The effect of the, of the Ra, which which is the suffering, or the beginning of the suffering, the Rosha gets when he dies. And the Gemara talks about this. The Gemara says that when Rav Nachman died, or just before Rav Nachman died, the student Rava asked him to come back in the dream and tell Rava what, tell him Rava what uh, the experience of dying was like. And what Rav Nachman described, he said, it was as painless a process as removing a hair from a In other words, by Rav Nachman, he was in the level that the connection of his ruach to his body was so 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 little that just as something would be removed a hair from the milk, all it is is a little bit of surface tension that's holding the two together, and that's the same thing. Rav Nachman's neshama was drawn to kedusha, and the, leaving the body was a painless experience. Whereas for a Rasha, the Gemara said. That the idea of pulling its ruach away from its body is if it had been, let's say, thorns which are embedded in wool and are completely tangled and meshed, and you have to rip it out and tear them apart. That's the idea of the nurse of a Russia. The mess of the Russia is from the Marachamavis. The Marachamavis is the comment, and the Gemara talks in different ways about the tools the Marachamavis has and how he does do that, how he kills the person. But whatever the idea is, that's the the tsar of the Misa is the fate of the Russia. And that's where even if a person is nigzar, that the way to metakat the person is through the separation of Gufa and Hashem, what we call Misa, but the Misa of Atzalik isn't through the Malachamavis. It's not through the pain of the process, on the contrary. It's the culmination of the Atzalik's achievement in his lifetime. And therefore, there's a Khairus. There's a freedom from the Malachamavis for the Atzalik as well. There's a freedom in the sense that a person isn't subject to the Yisurim, to the Chibya Bisha, which means to the pain which is associated with Misa, which comes from the Malachamavis. And the way that a person, the means, like we said previously, that a person has to connect to the Ruach, to the Neshama, is through the Torah. We said this many times already, and that is why the Torah was given together with the Neshama, because the one is the means to get the other one. And therefore the Torah provides a person a way to escape the Malachamavis, 
and that's what we call the Khayr Tukunat. There's a freedom there which is unparalleled by anything else. Because other than that, that's an exile in every human being if they go into that. And the default position is the Manachamavis. And the only way to free oneself from being under the dominion of the Manachamavis and being at eventual, eventually, at the, so to speak, at, uh, being killed by the Manachamavis, the only Khayrus they can be is return. Because through that, a person can elevate themselves, so to speak, to the stage where they can uh, leave this world without the pain of the Manachamavis involved. That's the one point. We say the Khayrus, the freedom that there is. The Torah presents a person that comes from the, what was originally meant to be. The freedom from any attachment to Ra was no longer possible once a person had previously attached themselves to Ra before they had the Koyach of the Torah. But at least they can still protect themselves from the effects of the Ra, from the Malachamavis and what they can do. Going to say previously, we said in the previous year that the Torah protects a person from disintegrating in the grave. That's part of the same thing. When the Gemara talks about what the Malach Amavis does to a person, it says that the way that the Malach Amavis kills a person is what also causes the body to disintegrate. And therefore, that same Yisrael we said that the Torah protects a person, by protecting them from the Malach Amavis, also protects them from the effects of the Malach Amavis. And we made that the body remains whole as well. That's, that's the Chazal that he brought about the Torah's ability to protect a person. Now he brought another point as well before that. And that is when he said Chazal, he brought from the Gemara, that the Torah is Amel Eloi. The Torah works for the person. The Torah works for the person, and he brought that it's a Chachma, which is Bon Sabesa, that it creates a person, a, a home, a dwelling in Eid Haba. And more than that, the, the other Chazal he brought, that a person who learns Torah, has a Yerusha Sachsantis, a Kirusi, has an inheritance in Eid Haba. So this is, again, not just the punishment which a Torah protects a person for, but rather the reward the Torah provides a person with. And let's explain it. What's the concept? We know that the Gemara says to us, and we've seen this before in the Nefesh Chaim, and that is the Gemara says, Rabbi Loza told Rabbi Yechon, the Gemara in the Ksuvis, that a person who doesn't have connection to Torah, doesn't have a connection to the Abba either. The concept of Olam Abba is not good through Torah. And if it's not to a person who merited to learn Torah directly, it's at least the person that had some connection to Torah. That's the Yerushas Achsante, that's the, the Yerusha that a person has in Olam Abba, is through Torah. Is through Torah. And on that we see the other Chazal. And that is that the Torah is Amal for the person. He's Amal here, and the Torah is Amal for him there. And uh, Rashi explains, it's referring to while a person is still alive, the Torah works for him to help to to daven on his behalf that he'll understand the Torah. But we see another point here also, and that is the the way the nefesh the Chazal brings seems to understand it. And that is the person when he's working over here, the Torah works on his behalf there, which means what a person's doing here to prepare, the Torah is doing there to prepare for him. And as well, and that's with the chachm which is bond salvation. While he's learning here. Then every every Mishnah, every Gemara is another brick. Every Masech is another room. The, uh, just like we talk about, like uh, in the similar idea that every mitzvah a person does helps build the base of Mikdash, we understand that it's referring to a person's Olam Abba as well. Everything a person learns is building his Olam Abba. And therefore it's Bonsa Beis, the Chachm of a person builds their house. 
and the more Chachma they have, the more they build their house. And that's the that's the reward of Eilam Abba. Why is it Dafka Sritara? Why is it Dafka Sritara? So we understand, and this is just an elaboration of what we said before, the Koyach HaTayra is what connects a person to the Neshama. Eilam Abba is the world of the Neshama. The more connection there is between a person's Ruach and the Neshama, the more they're able to experience it. And if that's the case, it's not just like in a simple sense that more Torah means building a bigger house, but more Torah means connections to more Chalakim of the Neshama. The different, the different Chalakim, the different parts of the Torah. Each one is a connection to a different area of Ruchnius. Halacha is one, Kabbalah is one, Midrash, Muslim, Gemara, Tanakh, whatever it's going to be. And therefore the more Chachma a person has, means the more connection there is between the Ruch and the Nisham. And the more of that there is, means the more of a connection to the world of Olam Abba there is. The more of a connection to the world of the Ruchnis. And that's the other point of the Torah, which is how it finishes the Perak. And that is the Kayach of the Torah. The Kayach of the Torah to, to build for a person. To build for a person in Olam Abba. And it's more than just that. The, in the second Chazal, in the Midrash Hanelam, it calls it Achsante. It's really a person's inheritance. Why? Because Hashem created each person with a connection to a neshama. And the connection to that, that connection to neshama really is meant to entitle them to a chalik and oilam Because oilam is the world of the neshamas. And what a person needs to do to merit oilam is to connect his ruach, which is his identity, his sense, his sense of self, to that world of the neshama. And then he married, the person is an oilam The person that connects oilam And the more connection there is, the person has Ta'ilam Abba, then, so to speak, the bigger a person's Chaylik uh, Ta'ilam Abba is going to be. And that's the Kayach of the Torah too. If that's what connects a person to his Neshama, then the more Torah a person has, so the more Chalakim of the Neshama they connect to. Or in other words, the more they've built their home in Ta'ilam Abba. So now we've seen the two points that Nebuchadnezzar Chaim wanted to explain to us in this parak. The first one, and that is how the Torah protects a person, and we spoke a number of different elements and ways in which the Torah protects a person from the Ra, from the Sultan, from the Malach from punishments, from destruction, whatever it's going to be. And at the same time, the Torah provides in the Ruchnistika sense the means to which a person is going to connect to his Neshama, and the means in which a person is going to connect to and be able to appreciate and identify with and enjoy the world of Elamah.